This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Yep, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another spectacular episode of My Mama Told Me, a mini episode, a goddamn mini episode, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listener, have at home. That's right. That's what we fucking do with these mini episodes. We listen to you idiots and see what you have to say. No longer uh, is it just me putting my heart out into the world and facing your ridicule. Now you get to be the ones being ridiculed. Send me your messages so that I can make fun of you because I don't respect you listeners. Not one bit. I think I'm the greatest and I think you're a bunch of weirdos and losers. I don't mean what I'm saying. Please don't turn off this podcast. I need you desperately. My ego can't handle being alone. I'm excited to be here. It's been a difficult week, obviously. Uh, the police keep on doing what the police do, huh? They, ooh, the police are really uh, thriving in their policedom. Uh, and all the police behaviors that we've come to know them for, they're really shining. They're finding kids and and susceptible young boys to, to put bullets inside of. And boy, are they good at it. I've been getting weird messages from folks. A man sent me a message today where he told me, and I want to make sure I get this right. He basically told me that the the theory that the CIA was in any way responsible for the crack epidemic is a, a complete ruse, that that's that's not true. He says he says that that it's a, a completely made up fallacy. And then he went on. And this is the part that sort of rubbed me extra wrong. He went on to equate it to Pizzagate. He said that's Pizzagate for black people is believing the CIA <laughs> distributed crack in the the black community and he he posted an article from a pbs thing that he found that basically uh in some ways supported the claim that it's uh 
not legitimate, but what he fails to recognize and what I think is really important about this podcast is motherfucker. First of all, I don't read. That ain't my thing. I ain't never been into that shit. I'm more of a a shoot from the hip kind of guy. But second of all, I think what if ever there was an organization on this planet Earth that has the ability to not have clear details about their misbehaviors all around the world, it's probably the CIA. So while sir or or madam, I'm not sure who hit me up. I truly don't care that much. But while it is possible that some of the things that we've suggested about the CIA's decisions or or misbehaviors might be hyperbolic in nature, it's not likely that it's the same as a bunch of people speculating that there are children being sex slaved in a pizza restaurant. They're not equal in terms of their relationship. And maybe you should be a little more careful in your wording when approaching me. And truthfully, I'm not going to read anything else. So you can write whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I'm here for the, the jazz, baby. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, just like Drizzy says. Anyway, let's jump into a, a fun theory. This is exciting. I was sent a theory by a gentleman uh, named William who I'm very excited to hear from. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. William really came with something special on this. Hey, what's up there, Langston and producers? This is William here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, at Instawam7 on Instagram. I've sent Langston a few messages here and there because big fan of the show. But anyway, I wanted to discuss a black conspiracy theory that may tread with some folks, but it may not with others. And this may cross over as well between both black culture and other cultures. But my mama told me that Proctor and Gamble are associated with devil worshipers. Mm. Again, my mama told me that Proctor and Gamble are associated with devil worship. Okay. So the little context behind this is that when I was out shopping with my stepmother, actually, one time, she turned around a bottle of, I don't know, it was like bleach or, or Lysol or something like that. And she showed me on there, this is Procter and Gamble. This is them. And if you look, there was like a skull and bone that was next to it that somehow was supposed to indicate that Procter and Gamble were indeed devil worshipers. And they put <laughs> the blatant information right there on their products. All right. Now, of course, looking at this <laughs> being older and shit, maybe because, you know, that crossbone and skull next to it probably indicated that that shit was poisonous. Like <laughs> the damn cleaning material that you're about to purchase shouldn't be ingested by small children. Cause if it is, uh, the niggas don't die. So I think maybe that's where the confusion came from. But I'm wondering if this is something that others have heard. But again, uh, man, big fan of the show. Keep up the great work, man. Well, first of all, William, how dare you say horrible things about our sponsor Procter and or Gamble. They they've they've supported this show endlessly. And I, for one, believe that those those terrorists over at Procter and Gamble <laughs> are my favorite kind of terrorists because they help make this show happen. That's then. 
when I first heard this conspiracy theory, I'm not going to lie to you. A part of me was like, I think William's stepmom needs to kind of go in the loony bin. I think somebody's got to lock her up. She ain't doing too well if she's looking at skulls and crossbones and telling you this is devil worship. That's that's anybody who's seen a, a Tom and Jerry cartoon knows that that is a, a symbol synonymous with poison. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I got excited, William, because I started doing some digging. And it turns out that this devil worship thing is not, in fact, as far fetched as uh, it, it appeared. Your stepmom is not, in fact, as crazy as she seemed in the 80s. Procter and Gamble was, in fact, accused of promoting Satanism and devil worship. This is a real thing that happened. And it wasn't, unfortunately, because of the skull and crossbones on the label. 
But it was instead because of what some consumers claimed were secret messages hidden in the Procter & Gamble logo. That's right. Now, for those of you at home who are like, what the fuck is in that logo? I've never seen any devil worship related stuff in the logo. I'm sure all the fans of billion dollar corporations already know this, but the current Procter & Gamble logo is just the blue crescent moon with the PNG written in there, right? It's very simple. It's clean. It says, hey, you can trust us to not put poisonous amounts of aluminum in your deodorant or bleach in your tampons. We're Procter & Gamble. We're good guys, is what that logo tells you. But if you go back in history, if you go back to the old Procter & Gamble logo. Now, the old one actually had a face of a man in the crescent moon. And that man eerily looks like a deity, like a godlike figure as he stares off into some stars that were also part of that logo. So back in 1981, people started looking at this logo and then someone started distributing leaflets. That's right. This was back when you had to, you had to, to be crazy by handing out pamphlets on the street. But people started distributing these leaflets, unpacking satanic undertones in the PNG logo. And so I want to break down exactly what these undertones are because they get very exciting. Number one, They say that the man in the moon has a long flowing beard. If you look at the image, he has a long flowing beard that curls to a point at each end. And those ends look suspiciously like the horns of a devil goat, you know, just two devil goat horns on this goddish figure. Can we say goddish? Is goddish a, a thing? That, that I'm allowed it, because Kenya Barris might be working on a development project called Godish. I don't want to get sued. The point is he has these horns that come to a point right at the ends and they say that he looks like the devil. Number two, that same beard curls at the bottom right around the jawline. There are some curls, three curls, in fact, that these viewers, these consumers say look like three consecutive inverted sixes. So it's six, six, six. As we all know, that's the devil's number. And black people do not fuck with the devil's number. Black people will throw gum on an extra purchase just to make sure that they don't have to pay six, sixty six for something. Give me gum. Because I'm not buying $6.66 worth of cereal is what my grandma would say. And then lastly, and this is this is the the least interesting, but certainly the most like a uh, stretch of what what they're saying are demonic undertones in this old image. But lastly, they said that the man stares off at a, a group of stars, which conspiracy theorists noted are a collection of, in fact, 13 stars. 13 stars. So 666 in the beard, horns, 13 stars. As we all know, 13 is another cursed numbers. These motherfuckers apparently love the devil and I love them. Let's be clear. I love you, Procter and Gamble. You do good things for me, devil daddy. But the point is (laughs) you guys had a whole bunch of satanic undertones in your old logo. So much so this rumor became so popular that 10 years after it started to sort of pop up in 1991, Procter and Gamble had to completely remove the man in the moon from their logo. They cut it all the way the fuck out, which is how we got this logo where it's just a P and a G and a blue crescent moon. Even worse, 
much like the rumors that that we've talked about with uh, Sierra being intersex, people started claiming that there was an episode of Sally Jesse Raphael. Do you guys remember Sally Jesse Raphael? Because I sure do. She had sick glasses and I fuck with her for that. But Sally Jesse Raphael had the Sally show and there are claims that the president of Procter & Gamble went on Sally Jesse Raphael and admitted to donating his money to the Church of Satan, <laughs> which that's a wild statement to make that that he just went on a mediocre daytime show. It wasn't even like she was like crushing it in the, the ratings, but he went on like the just OK daytime show of the 80s. And it was like, you know what I fucking love to do is give my money to the Church of Satan. Out of nowhere, no context. He just admitted to being a devil worshiper. Even worse, and this is where things get even crazier, is that later, Procter and Gamble's competitor Amway, Amway, who who you may know for uh, uh, basically being Procter and Gamble's, uh, their whole statement is saying like, "Hey, we won't sell you the same kind of poison they sell you. We got our own poison. We're a different kind of murderer." Anyway, Amway actually started trying to take advantage of this whole Procter and Gamble conspiracy theory. And so they started uh, incorporating Procter and Gamble Satanism claims into their marketing calls. So they would basically call people and say, like, you know, Procter and Gamble mess with the devil, right? Yep, they're pure evil. Anyway, you need to buy our Amway products, which are a different kind of evil, huh? <laughs> and then. This is where it gets crazy because ultimately Procter & Gamble finds out about these messages that Amway is sending out and they sue Amway. They sue Amway in 1995 and they ultimately are awarded $19.25 million because of the mean stuff that Amway was telling their customers. And one of the responses, which is one of my favorite responses that the Amway people had, was when they finally lost the lawsuit, they replied back like, hey, I didn't even think they were going to keep pushing this hard on this. <laughs> we thought they would get over it after a while, but they Procter & Gamble did not get over it. So so all of this is uh, to say, William, look, I don't think Procter & Gamble is actually connected to devil worship or Satanism. Now, I do think that Procter & Gamble is connected to white devil worship and say white Satanism. I think it's a very specific thing that they're doing. Are they actually like putting six, six, sixes in their imagery? No, they are not. That's not a thing. But are they responsible for selling products that are probably not healthy to our community, to poor people specifically for the benefit of capitalism? Absolutely. That's un that's white devil worship. And they are the best at it. And I support my white devil worshipers. They are my white devil worship daddies. And I hope that this was helpful for you, William. And please tell your stepmother that while her uh, intentions were good, she really missed the mark <laughs> on what was evil in the Procter and Gamble products. Okay, well, we did it. We nailed another mini episode. Nothing could have been better. I didn't put any drops in it, so I'm just gonna press some buttons and then uh and then let us go away. How's that sound, everybody at home? What about this one? Yeah, that seems about right. And then he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. I'll leave you with this. This would die like into the bank like ah, ha, 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 ha.
There it is. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.